Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. There is a reason why you personally experience frustration, anxiety, worry, or stress. There is a particular reason for that. If you came in here with today and your thoughts are filled with all sorts of different things, all the different things that your mind is going through right now, there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is that you are trying to seek your own glory instead of seeking the God of glory. That's the number one reason of because why we're all frustrated and anxious and worry, worrisome and even experience um, a level of discontentment in our life. And that's why tonight I want to talk to you guys about the God of glory, specifically what that is. So to start off, here's what I want to say. When we hear the word glory, many things might come to mind first. And I want to define what glory is. First of all, glory is my opinion of something else or someone else. It's another term, a Greek term called doxa. So if I give glory to a person, a place, a thing, an experience, I'm giving honor to them. I'm giving respect to that. That means that my affections, my passions, my pursuits are focused on that. Okay. So what tends to happen in our lives is we use a whole bunch of different objects for giving glory to them. For some of us, maybe it's our career. We give it glory. When we're promoted and when we're exalted, we're very happy. But when something happens like a loss of a job, we're devastated because that's what we gave glory to. For many of us, it's relationships. We're in a particular relationship and that person, that boyfriend or girlfriend or that husband or wife, we think that they're the ones that are supposed to make us happy in our life. And so we give them honor, we give them glory. The problem is they're sinful human beings and they will ultimately fail us. And so eventually, when we talk about glory, over time it came to mean honor. And in the, in the Bible, the one who is deserving of all glory and of all power and of all honor is none other than God and his son, Jesus Christ. Now, before we can even understand what glory is, we first must understand who God is. And that's incredibly difficult to understand. But here's the, I want to, I want to try. So when we talk about God, first we need to think about depth. For the first century traveler, okay, nothing was more powerful and profound than the sea. When we talk about the ocean, the depth are dark and they're mysterious. And so Paul in Romans, he says, oh, the depths and the riches of God. God is mysterious. God is often hard to understand. God is above all things. At the same time, God is wealthy. He's spilling over with with goodness. He's wise. The, the sum total of all there is to think, all the knowledge in the world, all the wisdom in the world, all of that belongs to God. And God is also unsearchable. His paths are untraceable. If you've ever tried to walk in the ocean and you've tried to trace your path, you see that there is no footprints left. Very often it's like God and he's weaving a particular plan in your life right now that you don't even know how it's coming together, yet God is working. God is at work. And 
When we talk about a God of glory, for some of us, we came in here today and it might be a difficult season. It might not be a summer, regardless of what's going on outside. It might be a winter season. And what tends to happen, and I've experienced this in my life, is when we are going through the winter seasons, if you've ever tried to plan something in the winter, if you've ever tried to plan something at a time when it's not growing, you get frustrated and you get anxious and you don't see the growth coming up. But you have to wait. And then what happens is when the growth begins to happen, it happens often so supernaturally, so expediently that you're just like, how did all of this happen? Well, God works in your life and in my life the very same way. So if you're going through a dark season right now, if you're going through a spiritual drought, know this, that even though you cannot see anything that's going on, God is doing a great work. God is doing something in your life. God is preparing you for something great. And so this is why today I want to talk to you about the God of glory. And as we talked about this, you glorify that which you magnify. So every single one of us came in here today and we have certain things that we glorify and we magnify. But um, before we leave tonight, I want us to understand this one thing, that God is ultimately the one who deserves all the glory in the world, all the honor. And the great thing about God is God is passionately committed to his own glory. Now, it is the end of summer. All of us have different seasons we're going through. And for some of us, maybe we're starting college. We're starting high school. We're starting something new in the fall. Fall is always a time of uh, fresh beginnings. For some of us, maybe we just started a new career. Maybe we just transferred into the area and we're trying to assimilate into the environment. For some of us, maybe we're looking for a relationship. Maybe some of us are going to be getting married soon. And all of the weight and anxiety and worry about all those different things is going to be coming upon us. So when we come together to a worship night and we sing these amazing songs and we worship God, the God of glory, and we experience the presence of the Holy Spirit and we leave here on a spiritual high, very often what we look like or who we are, imagine that we are a, a, a boat that has sails that are very high, that are all out and we are ready to conquer the world. So we walk out of here full sails, full steam ahead, the Holy Spirit is with us, and we are so excited to start whatever it is that we're starting with the fall quarter. But here's what tends to happen. When you are on a boat and your sails are very high up in the air, all it takes is one crosswind to knock your sail out of the direction which you're going to, to knock the mast over, and you are going to be either sinking or you're going to be experiencing some sort of shipwreck. Now, in order for you and I not to experience that, we must have a ballast. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, a ballast is some sort of a weight or a balance of some sort, something that grounds us. And tonight, my plea with every single person here today is this, that our ballast would be the passionate pursuit of God's glory, the passionate pursuit of God's glory. Then we will not capsize. So what I want to do today is if you have your Bibles down on your phone or on your text, uh, physical text, go ahead and open with me to Romans chapter 16. We're going to read verses 25 through 27. It's the very end of this amazing epistle that Apostle Paul wrote. So Romans chapter 16, verses 25 through 27. Here is what Paul is saying. This is a doxology. This is basically Paul concluding 16 chapters of the most theologically dense book that could possibly exist in the Bible. And this is his final words 
And it's a doxology. It's a giving of glory to God. And this is what I want to focus on tonight. Here's what the word of God says. I hope it encourages you. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. The first thing I want you guys to notice about this text is that Paul is talking about a gospel, a good news that strengthens, okay? A gospel that strengthens and stabilizes. I don't know about you, but I'm for sure tonight in need of strengthening. I cannot do things on my own. In the myriad of things that you have going on, you're going to get to the point where you're utterly exhausted doing things on your own and you're going to need God absolutely, the God of glory. And so Paul here says that the gospel strengthens and he says to him who is able, okay, to him who is able. And this word able actually is where we get our English word dynamite from. Paul is basically saying the gospel is powerful. It is explosive. It is able. So whatever situation you're going through right now, whatever difficulty, anxiety, frustration, uncertainty, I want you to bring that to the feet of the gospel and to the God of glory. Paul says God is able. He's praising God who is powerfully, dynamically capable of not only breaking through our depravity, our blind hearts, but building and establishing our lives for His glory. God is able. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, He is able. God is able. But here's the thing, friends. That was good. Good job. Okay. Um, Here's the thing about it, though. God is able, but you must be available. You must be available for God to use you. But God is absolutely Able, And if you look at this text, Paul says to him who is able to strengthen you. This is basically Paul saying that if you are in need of strength, God wants to give it to you. God wants to strengthen you. And this word strengthen actually is where we get our English word steroids from. So what I'm proposing to you tonight is to take some spiritual steroids from an apostle Paul, which are things that's not going to give you a negative effect, okay? So, um... Yeah, so so Paul is saying God is able, he's dynamite, he's powerful, he's capable, he wants to strengthen you. Now, what do we mean when when we say he wants to strengthen you? He wants to establish you. He wants to make you firm, stable, constant. Not only that, Paul is saying this, that only a believer in Jesus Christ is mentally settled. Paul is saying God is able to strengthen you. And the only people on this planet who understand the reason for why they exist, who they came from, and where they're going, are people who follow Jesus Christ. That's the reality. And so 
What happens with a person who is an unbeliever, who is a skeptic, who doesn't believe in the Bible, who doesn't think the Bible is the Word of God, they are an unsettled person. You might have people like this in your life. You might have been this kind of a person at one time in your life when you were completely unsettled and your life seemed to be a shipwreck after shipwreck after shipwreck and you could not understand why is it that I have no constant in my life? Why is it that I have no stability in my life? And the reason for that is that you did not believe in the gospel. You did not believe in Jesus and you were unsettled. Maybe your relationships were unsettled. A lot of other things were unsettled in your life. And Paul is saying through this text that the only way you can have a settled life, a constant life, a stable life amidst any storm is if you believe in Jesus Christ. And no one in the world is more settled than a follower of Jesus because we know what we believe and why we believe it. Now, friends, I want to speak to one of you here directly. I'm not sure who it is, but one of you here I know, or many of us need to hear this. If you're here tonight and you're trying to find a God other than Jesus Christ, or you're worshiping a God other than Jesus Christ, I want to emphatically declare to you that you will never be fully satisfied and you will be perpetually exhausted until you believe in Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.